0: Welcome
1: to the Bet with Chet podcast. We are back for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. I am Kyle Vecchetti alongside with Brian Campbell and Alex Dalbecchio, double D. Dalbecchio, unfortunately, no uh, double-digit favorites this weekend, so that's going to be off the books for the divisional playoff round. But... We're here to talk about the wildcard games from last week and then obviously talk about the divisional games on uh, our four picks. Uh, We're going to pick all four games and uh, we're going to have a teaser as well and we'll have a best bet as one of the games of the weekend. So, gentlemen, let's go back, reflect. Uh, Brian, let's start with you. Uh, You did pretty well. Talk about... Uh, your sides from last week and how you feel like you did.
0: All right. So, I mean, based on the numbers from the podcast, I went five and one last week, won won the best bet, won the teaser. Um, We were talking about kind of how we saw the playoffs playing out and straight up the games played out exactly how I thought they would. Uh, Six and oh, on my straight up predictions. Um, The only thing that upsets me is, seeing that plus eight when we did that podcast and then the number on game day went down to seven which caused me to flip my side to the bucks if i could have just gotten that seven a couple days earlier for the podcast i would have had a perfect six and a week on the podcast but seeing the difference between plus seven and plus eight was enough for me to go with the eagles on the podcast and that was my one mistake
1: well, that is a key number so can't blame me for taking uh philly uh you know where the time was in the middle of the week obviously a lot can change leading up into game time so good good week on your part so let's take it over to you uh, you did pretty well uh pretty pretty good as well so talked about your picks from last week
2: yeah you know the game i got really wrong and again i, I stuck mostly with the narrative of the season in the NFC where, you know, I thought Packers, Rams, Bucks, Cowboys. Um, I just thought the division around would come down to those four teams. So I just picked them. Um, you know, the Cowboys game, I was just wrong. I mean, the, not only, you know, did the Cowboys not cover. I mean, the, if it wasn't for a Jimmy G pick in the fourth quarter, I mean, the game could have been really ugly. I mean, the, the Niners kind of kept that game closer than it had to be. Um, so very wrong on that game. Um. Other than that, you know, things played out the, in the NFC, at least the, kind of the way I thought. I thought Bucks would kill the Eagles, thought Rams would kill the Cards. Um, Cowboys build, you know, uh, Cowboys Niners, you know, I just got it wrong. The um, AFC side, I, I had the Raiders, and I know this is going to sound like um, a loser's lament, but I still think I was kind of on the right side of that game. They played completely even. I agree. the whole game, except for that sack-force fumble. If it wasn't for that, the game was a flip at, or the Raiders outscored them, you know? The, the sack-force fumble kind of altered the game a little bit. Um, totally agree. Uh, other than that, I, I think the Raiders really did play them very tough, very even. I still almost covered it the, the down to the wire, you know? It's not like the Bengals just cruised. Um, um, the one so-
0: game – sorry to interrupt, but, like, I know, I know we were – potting, in, in the, as we were watching the game live last week, the, the Bills game completely threw me for a loop. Like, I was not expecting the Bills to go touchdowns on the first seven drives of the game. Yeah. I mean,
2: well,
0: that it, blowout completely came out of nowhere, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, might, might as well not even watch that game.
0: Yeah. yeah I mean,
2: and that also speaks to, you know, everyone's trying to kill the NFL for expanding the playoffs but you know the cardinals got blown out they would have made the playoffs anyway the patriots got blown out they would have made the playoffs anyway like i know the steelers and eagles also got blown out but you know you, you're going to get this especially i think the difference is that there's not two teams on by anymore so now you get one more elite team into the weekend that can just kill somebody
0: you and, had no- and you, you look at it it played such a huge part cuz you look at the bucks now they're down three of their starting offensive linemen because yeah. of that game.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But um, I mean, you know, the weekend wasn't. You know, there was one really good, entertaining game in Cowboys Niners. I thought Bengals Raiders was reasonably entertaining. But I thought, uh, you know, on the whole, I mean, the games were bad. But I think this weekend's going to be great. I mean, you couldn't ask for for a better matchup. So should be a fun weekend, and uh, we can get after it.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, looking back at that Patriots Bills game, we can just go back a little bit, talk about the wild card round. Usually the Bills and Patriots are playing those games tight. You know, I talked about if those teams played 10 times, probably it's five and five. But then you look at the situation where Buffalo was playing their third straight home game, uh, New England was coming off of their second straight road game. Um, and you're talking about Mac Jones' first playoff appearance, and usually those situations don't turn out very well. Uh, so Buffalo was kind of waiting for this. You know, they were kind of just like hiding, hiding in, in the bushes, waiting for this perfect, you know, playoff spot to come up because they were playing the Panthers, they were playing the Jets at home. It's tough to get up for those teams. They got the job done, they won the division, and then they were just ready to strike on the Patriots in that first round against uh, Mac Jones. He had that during in the head, headlights look, and especially when you, you turn the ball over, you're not going to have a chance against a good team like Buffalo. But if you look at the last eight teams in the NFL playoffs, what do six out of those eight teams really have? They have a top 10 quarterback. Um, I put Burrow in that class now, top 10. Tannehill is obviously not in that category, but what what, what does Tannehill have? He has an excellent head coach, excellent coaching staff that puts him up there. Uh, Niners, obviously. Jimmy Garoppolo, not a top 10 quarterback, but look at his head coach, elite head coach, elite coaching staff. Then you have Aaron Rodgers, along with Matt LaFleur, elite coach. Stafford, I put him top 10. And then you have Sean McVay, elite coach. Tampa Brady is elite I don't know if you put you know um geez the, the name is escaping me <laughs> as the uh Tampa head coach but Bruce, he, Arians. Yeah, Bruce Arians not elite but Brady makes up for that and then you have Josh Allen and McDermott excellent pairing and then obviously you have Mahomes and Andy Reid so the the moral story is if you have a really really good quarterback and a really really good head coach you're going to be in this position that's why I'm interested to see how the Tennessee Titans and the San Francisco 49ers do this weekend. Cause they're kind of those teams that don't have a really good quarterback, but they have a really good coaching staff. So let's see if they can kind of get the job done and work around those deficiencies. They might have a quarterback.
0: You guys have any thoughts on that?
1: <laughs> or you just want to move on?
0: I mean, no, I, I think. I was going to bring this up kind of in, as we were talking about the games, but I think this round is going to be very dependent on quarterback play as you stated i think i think um quarterback play is going to be a difference in a lot of these games that you see this weekend
1: right and then you look at the two teams that you know um don't have elite quarterbacks you have tennessee who has the extra week of preparation so that favor and then you look at the niners who don't have the the top 10 t- quarterback, and then they're going up against Green Bay, who obviously had the extra week to prepare, so uh, we're going to see both ends of the of the spectrum there to see who comes out on top, but um, do you guys have any other thoughts on any other games last weekend? We could talk about the the Cowboys debacle, but, you know, Campbell and I were on the Niners. We saw this coming. I told you. Who was it? Three? I'm taking the Niners. You know, analytic-wise, they, they were better than the Cowboys. The Cowboys were number one in turnover differential. They had to Get a lot of those wins from turning the ball over, and they got one at the end, but it was it was too too
0: late. They were already down
1: seven at that point, I think, 23 10, something like that.
0: I mean, a lot of the talk last week going into that game was like a lot of this. A lot of the skepticism was on Mike McCarthy and his ability to have a uh, mistake free coaching game, and obviously, we saw what happened. A lot of of his decisions ended up costing the Cowboys. I mean, you can't do a fake punt on fourth down, get the first down, and then get a delayed game immediately after. Like, you have to make up your mind. You're going to put your offense out there. You're going to keep your punt team out there. You can't keep your punt team out there until four seconds and then substitute the offense out there and think you're going to get a playoff. Like, that's just poor coaching. (laughs)
1: Agreed. Uh, and we talk about the quarterback and head coach duo. I mean, Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy. I mean, they're not going to go anywhere. I put Dak, Dak Prescott. The problem is Dak Prescott's getting paid like he's a Mahomes. He's getting forty million a year. But I put Mahomes, I put Prescott in that. I don't know that Derek Carr. You know, uh, even Kirk Cousins category. You know what I mean? He, he's he's kind of maybe a little bit better than those guys, but there's he's no way nowhere near. I don't even put him in top ten.
0: You know, I'll tell you the one I mean, they didn't have much of a run game, but I'll tell you the one player I was extremely disappointed and kind of surprised by CeeDee Lamb did absolutely nothing that game. Like he was non existent. And that kind of shocked me because I figured he was gonna be a big part of that offense. Um, especially like opposite Cooper, thinking Cooper might get even more attention, giving Lamb uh, the opportunities and Lamb, what do you got? One catch on the game, like you, yeah. gotta, you gotta step up in that game,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you <sighs> know what was going into that because obviously, I think Dak was the main issue in that game. He, his decision making was inconsistent, he didn't feel like he was confident in his throws, he wasn't going, he was making pre snap reads.
0: I don't know, uh, it's and hard to say, A- you know, how much that was Lamb. Alex, and- Alex brought this up last week about, um, like tyrone uh tyrone smith and whether he was he, he, we think he's on the decline but like san francisco is getting to the quarterback on four-man rushes like right
1: without bosa after Bosa, yeah without
0: Bosa, even without bosa exactly like yeah that if- i mean Dak, back was getting rushed i mean he he was having a tough game to begin with but the fact that he wasn't getting time to be able to make the reads was not helping either right
1: if you look at the niners that's actually the blueprint for what the Cowboys need to do for Dak. Like that's who Dak needs to be. He needs to be Jimmy Garoppolo. He needs to have that consistent running game. He needs to have that defense that gets over after the quarterback and creates turnovers. If you don't have that, then Dak's not that guy to put the team on his back and throw for 350 yards. You know, especially in the playoffs with all the Well that's
2: a that that's a red flag too because they do not do not have a coach who's ever going to commit to doing that. Like, you got the Packers spread scheme that McAdoo used to love all the time. Like, you know, he'll run the ball to keep you honest in the pass game, but he's never going to lean on the running game, like, ever. The, the problem with the Cowboys in that game for me, besides CeeDee Lamb, which was a big one, you know, I mean, it was kind of crazy to see Zach Martin get put on skates. You don't see that very often, but he was getting pistol whipped the whole game. And, you know – where was Mika Parsons? Where is the rush for the Cowboys? And, you know, I mean, the, those bootlegs just got them so off guard. And, you know, that first drive, when it was basically just zone power road down their throat, I was like, oh, and then, you know, they, they never got like, they just put the whole Cowboys defense on their heels early. And they're a defense that plays bully ball. So once they were knocked back a little bit, and all of a sudden they're worried about bootlegs, they're worried about stretch runs and all that, they were done. Like, the defense, to me, I mean, I know they had the pick, which is just Jimmy G giving you a Christmas gift in the fourth quarter, but, yep. you know, to me, when you get to big games, and, you know, I know this is a different thing, but when you get to big games, you find out who the actual really great players in the league are. This is why Brady does so well all the time. But to me, it's like, you know, me, you know, is Diggs that good? He was getting abused in that game. Abused, you know, is... uh
1: chances.
2: Is C.D. L- Lamb that good? Like, he was invisible. Is Micah Parsons that good? He had a Khalil Mack no-show. Like, that, that's exactly what Khalil Mack does, which is a big game comes up and you never hear his name. Like, Parsons was making good plays five yards down the field. That's not what he's there for. So, uh, know, I think the Cowboys have some issues. I think their biggest red flag, though, and if you look at how McCarthy destroyed the Packers, McCarthy cannot build an O-line once it starts to deteriorate. That's why He got fired. Like, that's what LaFleur did when he came in. I'd be very concerned long-term about McCarthy committing to building up the O-line again if we think those guys are on the decline.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at the um, – you talked about the offensive line. and If you're an offensive lineman, do you want to be pass-protecting almost every play? Like, if you don't have a running game, you don't want to be going backwards. You want to be going forward and imposing your will on the defensive line. But they can't run the ball. And you look at Zeke. You know, he had a torn PCL that he's been playing with for the past month or so. That's an injury you can play with. It's not as serious as an ACL. And then you had Pollard, who was coming back from an injury as well. And then you talk about Parsons. He did have COVID last week. So that could have definitely, you know, affected his play on the field in terms of his. I don't know. So I think all those factors add up. And then you, you combine that with all the penalties. Hey. You can't. 14, hey, Chetty, I,
2: and I'm not needling you, Chetty. But you know, does Randy Gregory have a depth perception problem for where the footballs? What is he? They could have called him three other times. Yeah, they were nice. <laughs> they were being generous to him. I mean, yep. does he not know where the ball is compared to where his head is? Like yep. it was crazy.
1: And I, I think that's a perfect microcosm of the Cowboys because you know everybody wants to talk about that last play. You know, the the quarterback draw and all that, and it was it was a bad play call. But the game should, was not lost by that. It shouldn't have been determined by that. And you look at, you know, Dak after the press conference, and there was, somebody made a comment about, you know, the fans throwing stuff on the field. And he was like, oh, that's unfortunate. And then they said, oh, no, they were, the, the press was saying, oh, they were throwing it at the fans. And he kind of
2: smirked and said, oh, you know, I don't – He said, like, at uh, the refs, yeah. That, that's well, the problem
1: there. There's no accountability. Well, you know, I'll tell
2: you, the biggest play of the game that I'm not seeing people go crazy about, Randy Gregory had a defensive hold. That cost yep. the Cowboys two and a half minutes of ball. Like, it never comes down to the QB draw. Yep. If that happened, you would have been in great shape to potentially win the game with momentum. And he's just straight bear hugging a guy for no reason. Like, what is, like, I thought when they called it, like, this butter not be ticky tack. And then I saw what he did. I went, oh, geez. Well, yeah,
0: no, yeah. He was, he, was getting, <laughs> he, was getting, he was getting blocked by one guy and then reached out, tackled the pulling, the second <laughs> yeah, pulling guy. Like, yeah, like, what are you doing in that spot? What do you think
2: they're going to call?
1: Here your frustration you getting your ass kicked the whole game you know it's just frustration because uh, the Niners are pretty much having their way that's the thing with the Niners schematically they know how to run the ball they've done it on the Rams both times this year if they see him in the, in the NFC Championship which is possible they're going to run it on them again they run it on the Cowboys you know they just schematically they know how to run the football and they play good defense I mean those are two things that you need in the playoffs so any you know we could just go into this game for this week San Francisco at, at uh, Green Bay I think this line is way too inflated. I mean, I think that's, I think the line is around six, and I'm seeing it pretty much six everywhere, yeah. right? Uh, total yeah. of 47, 47 and a half. Um, You know, I just think this line's a little bit inflated based uh, upon the fact that Green Bay had the extra week of rest. Um, they're getting a lot of their defensive players back, J- Jair Alexander and uh, Darius Smith. So I think all those factors combined, you're seeing a little bit of a line. But with that being said, uh, I know it's San Francisco's third straight road game. I know Green Bay is getting the extra week of rest, but I, I like the momentum that San Francisco has right now. And I think Green Bay, I know they're getting those defensive cogs back, but Green Bay is leaky in their run defense. And if San Francisco can play ball control, I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but I definitely think this could be a field goal game. And I'm going to take the six points with San Francisco. Uh, it's a no-brainer especially with this lower total, 47, 47 and a half. Give me San Francisco all day.
2: I um, I do wonder if um, – y- you know, you cited that, you know, three straight road game, which in the regular season would be a big deal. I don't think things like that in the playoffs are that big a deal because I think once you get into these huge, massive games, like there's no letdowns, there's no exhaustion. Like these guys are just pretty much good to go. Um,
1: and it's one and done, you know, T- teams feel yeah. – that- you look at the Niners, they were 500 at home this year. They were four and four. They were six and three on the road. So yep. they're a better road team. So there you go. It, but that, it's,
2: the, a, it's a portable problem. scheme for the sure. Other,
1: the only problem is Green Bay was undefeated at home. They were eight and no. So yeah. some, something's got to give, especially in the playoffs. Um, uh, Alex, where are you leaning with this game?
2: Uh, what's I'm, a, I'm actually the other way on you. I'm a, I actually like Green Bay here. And I think this will be the only game of the week that won't be a really great game. Cause I just think green Bay has been underrated all year and that defense they have is really good. They're getting healthier. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of what happened last week with San Francisco was more an indictment of Dallas more than anything, you know, like is Rashawn Gary going to line up sides every other play? I doubt it. Um, And I just – I didn't trust Jimmy G last week, and he almost handed him the game. And now, you know, you take out Dak, you put in Aaron Rodgers, you take out, you know, an invisible Amari Cooper, and you put in Devontae Adams. You know, I just think the Packers are a lot better than the Cowboys were. The Niners beat them. But I think you're going to start seeing – you know, I I don't want to call it reactionary, but I think – I just think this is the Packers' year. I think they know it's their year. I think they're going to come out – kind of ready ready to kill. And, you know, the Niners were 10-7, and and they are kind of a hot-at-the-right-time team. But, again, like, they did – they needed a Rams implosion to make the playoffs. And I just think the Cowboys just made so many mistakes last week. And I like Green Bay to win the whole thing this year. I like them to win the whole dance. So I certainly like them in this game, and I think this will be – it won't be an easy game. And you're right, like, Niners could try to ball control it. But, you know, the Packers' run D is better than Dallas. I mean, Dallas almost was non-existent. I mean, they were non-competitive against the run. So I'm leading Green Bay here. Um, I might, you know, the six might scare me if you turn around and Nick Bosa is active. Doesn't sound like that's going to happen. So I, I think uh, – I just think Green Bay is the move. I think this will be the only game of the week that won't be, like, a really good game.
1: Yeah, I mean another thing to monitor if you are going to make an actual bet on this game with your money, you know the status of Jimmy Garoppolo. You could argue how much of a difference there is between Jimmy G and Trey Lance. If Trey Lance does end up getting the start, and Garoppolo is expected to play, but you have to wonder, you know how healthy he is with that shoulder injury. Uh, what does this line get to if Trey Lance ends up starting this game? You know, crazier things have happened. It probably does hit seven. Probably he gets to seven and a half somewhere around there. Right now it's at six across the board. Um, so that I is think some... I think
2: it'll skyrocket more than you think if Trey Lance goes to Nike. It might. It, it might. I think like it might get to nine. Like it'll 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 explode because then then gamblers will start feeling blood and think they might get an easy one and all the money will come in on Green Bay.
1: It Might you're definitely gonna get some
2: some uh, public. But, yeah, like Trey Lance isn't gonna go in and money come in on the Niners. You know, like all the money's gonna shift to one side. So. Yeah, so I think there's
1: a situation where you just kind of wait and see, just get the official word. Um, but Jimmy Garoppolo is expected to to play, but he's kind of dealing with a couple of injuries now with his thumb, obviously, you know, that happened a few weeks ago, and now the shoulder. So, uh, But then again, you know, he's not asked to do too much, right? I mean, he's been impressive with what he's been asked to do. He wasn't great last week. He didn't have to do a lot. You know, his defense got that one big turnover that led to a touchdown. Debo Samuel was amazing. Um, as long as they have their playmakers on the field. Jimmy- their,
2: their second kid is getting good, too. That sixth-rounder, what's it, Jennings? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there was, yeah was Jennings. Jen, Rashad Jennings, yeah, I mean, he's starting to get really good. I mean, he made he made so many big third-down catches. since hands shooting. Ayuk's there. You know, they're a good unit. They're a good team. But uh, I just think they they might be walking into a buzz. So I think, you know, right team, wrong opponent. Like, if they were – if they were facing the Titans, I like them better than facing the Packers, if that makes sense.
1: I'll tell you what, that Washington Redskins coaching tree is pretty damn impressive, right? Yeah. Oh, that- did you <laughs> see
2: did you see the pick? Yeah, sure, I saw the pick. Yeah. It's like when they went with Jay Gruden and they let McVay, LaFleur, and oh, uh, Shanahan go.
1: That's Washington for you.
2: I mean, you know, I mean they got a they got a they got a RG 3 led offense all the way up to like 11th overall. So you know they're good. Right. Something <laughs> right. I mean, you
0: know, you know, I love Jay. Like, I, I worked, I worked for Jay yeah. right before he got that Redskins job. So, I, I mean, I can't complain about yeah. Jay getting the job because <laughs> I love him. But that's that, that's a tough three coaches to like. Oh yeah. What are All your right.
2: thoughts on the game, Camby? Yeah, Campbell.
0: Uh, yeah, no, no, I, I, I didn't go yet. Um, so you know, season Packers played the Niners in it was a 30-28 game. It was a two-point game. I think the score was. Um, I just but, like a field goal. Yeah. But this this playoff game, I think I'm with Alex on this one. I think it's got the Packers uh, all day on this one. Um, in my opinion, Packers offense is just going to kind of explode on San Francisco. Uh Bosa, we don't know if he's going to be playing. Uh, Warner, I know he came back in the game, but he's still not going to be 100% because that injury he had looked pretty gruesome. Um, and I think with Jimmy G, he, like Jimmy G is a game-managing quarterback. Like, he could play with the lead. I don't know how good he can play having to come back from behind. I think that's when you're going to get more mistakes out of him. That's when you're going to get see more interceptions. And it's just going to blow the game open. So I'm going to take the Packers minus six in this game.
1: All right, I uh, forgot to mention San Fran's my best bet. So I'll just get okay.
0: That.
1: Yeah, I w- I would have the the game as my best bet, but based on where the number is, I'm I'm going to pass it right now. But let's get into that. Let's go into Cincinnati, Tennessee, because I know there's some uh, there's some uh, opposing views on this game, which will make for a lot of fun. I'm going to go. Um, Well, just looking at the points, but it's pretty much three and a half across the board. Uh, Tennessee favorite, obviously, total around 47. Uh, Cincinnati obviously coming off of their first playoff win since 1990. Uh, So they definitely are coming off of an emotional win. Tennessee with the extra week of rest. Uh, We know about Derrick Henry. He was cleared for for contact. Uh, He did practice today. So, he looks to be ready to go, assuming all things uh, go well for the rest of the week. So, that'll give Tennessee some uh, some boost in confidence going into this game They get their guy back. How how It's hard to say because he hasn't played football in around two months. I think he, he hasn't played since October. So, uh, it's hard to say how much of an actual impact it'll have, but mentally, I think it'll help them. So, um, I'm going to go with Tennessee. Um, I'm not going to make this an official Debt with money right now because I do not want to lay three and a half. I think there's going to be a pretty tight game. I want to wait to see if uh, threes are going to pop up on Saturday, which I think they will. Uh, but right now, for the sake of the podcast, um, if I had to do it, I would take a money line right now. I wouldn't lay the three and a half. But since unless you guys would be so kind to give me three, I'll just lay the three and a half and take uh, Tennessee Titans minus three and a half. I think Tennessee. Uh,
2: yeah, well, kind, kindness is for charity. This is betting, Chetty. Three and a half. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> the playoffs usually the
1: point spreads don't come into <laughs> effect. Usually, if you have the right side, usually they're going to cover. So, you um, saw that
0: last week. That is yeah,
1: true, and it
2: did. It did turn out right. Pretty much. I mean, and what I said. I said Vegas was begging people not to bet the Chiefs. That's why I did it. Yep. Whenever yeah. they beg you not to do something, that's what I'm going to do it. That's very true. So uh,
1: I'll lay the three and a half and uh, take Tennessee Titans. Uh, Brian, where are you going with this game? Uh,
0: this game is going to be my best bet game. Um, I think Cincinnati is on a high. I think Cincinnati has the better quarterback this game. And I'm taking Cincinnati plus the three and a half. Uh, Tennessee, half their wins this year, six six wins uh, three points or less this year. Like they play close games. It's like even if even if Tennessee wins, I don't see them winning by more than a field goal. So Cincinnati plus three and a half. I mean, I would take Cincinnati money line myself. Get the better odds because Cincinnati's going to win this game straight up. Yep. They're going to ride this high. They, bur- the Burrow Chase, conne- the Burrow connection is dangerous. Um, <laughs> I know. I know that Derrick Henry's coming back. I'm not afraid of him. I mean, he's,
2: he's <laughs> hey, at... hey Chetty, can you snip it? Can you snip that for me?
0: <laughs> I have to just, just, he, just
2: for when they're in the Super Bowl. I want to snippet it that.
0: <laughs> I am not afraid of Derrick Henry. No, he's been out two months. Cincinnati's defense is underrated. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna hold Tennessee and Tannehill. I I have no faith in Tannehill. Burrow's gonna bury him. So give <laughs> me Cincinnati plus three and a half all day. Oh man. Best bet. Best bet.
2: Best bet. If it were units, is this the tan? <laughs> if this
0: if this were units is the 30.
2: 30. Man. 30 units. <laughs> right, Chen, if you want a reasonable take, uh, whenever you're ready, I'm I'm here. Oh uh, I'm ready to go. What you got? No, t- Titans are gonna win this game. Titans are the one seed in the AFC. Um, you know, the Titans were beating quality teams without Derrick Henry.
0: They are Cincinnati they, beat the same quality team. Cincinnati beat the Chiefs they, in week. 16. They are
2: um excuse, I was talking. Can be. is that okay with you? Is that no
0: no, I, I, and I, I was interjecting.
2: Do you can I can I finish? Can I can I finish? Can I finish? You can finish. <laughs> yeah. No, I think uh, look, the Bengals won last week, but like I said, it wasn't that impressive of a win against the Raiders. You know, they're at home. Um, They didn't dominate that game. The Raiders could have won. I mean, they got all the way to the 10-yard line with a ball in the air. You know, that's the phrase, right? Ball in the air. And, uh, you know, obviously the Bengals were able to pick it off. But I was not very impressed with the Bengals last week. I know they beat the Raiders at home. They got that win. They got that monkey off their back. This is a step up in class. And when the Titans were right, when they were healthy with Henry, with A.J. Brown, with Julio. See, here's the thing about the Titans' losses. They had a lot of cluster injuries. Like they lost to the Jets because they lost Julio and AJ Brown right the same week. They gave, they had cluster injuries with Henry and then the, another running back, and then his backup went down. Then it's up to Foreman. Um this is a team that got healthy at the right time. I mean, this is the healthiest they've been. Julio Jones said this is the first week, he's just practicing in full with no limitations on him at all. AJ Brown is a gamer. He comes up big in these big games. Tannehill's good in these spots. And with Derrick Henry back and its home field advantage, and I'm telling the one thing I thought, and I I mentioned this last week home field advantage is very real this year. And you saw it every home team, with the exception of Dallas, came out and basically got a 7 0 lead walking. Because they came out, rode the momentum, crowd going nuts, big drive. You saw it in every single game. I think you're going to see it here. I think Titans, you know, the Titans, they think this is their year. You know, they're the one seed, they had the bye. They aren't given any credit. You got people like Canby saying the Bengals are going to just walk into Tennessee and pistol whip a team that does not get pistol whipped. They have a great coach, great defense, great running game, good receivers. Um, I'm I love Tennessee in this game. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's my best bet. Cause my best bets on Sunday, but I'm very confident in the two one seeds this week, and I think it's it's interesting that the two one seeds are kind of both being faded by the public a little bit. Like, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like yeah. it's just out of sight, out of mind, but they're the yeah. one seeds for a reason and they got the bye week. They could rest and for the Titans to get it and to get Henry back, get him another week. You know, Henry said he could have played last week. Like they were building him for the wild card round and then they got the bye. So I think you're going to see a big effort out of the Titans. I think the Bengals have had a great year and I think they had their moment. And I think that's where their story will end. And next year they'll come back and they'll be a team people will worry about on the big scale. But I think their best moment's behind them. The Titans are going to win this game, and then await the winner of the showdown on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I think Tennessee's been disrespected all year. So
2: disrespected, yeah.
1: I mean, the I thing mean, is-
2: they lost Henry, lost the one seat. Like they lost it, and they got it back. You yep. know, like who would have thought that they got it back without their guys? They're just a well-run <laughs> team, man.
1: They've had some really good win. They've had some really good wins, but bad losses. But you talked about those cluster injuries, that, you know, with the losses to the Jets, and you know, they, they I think they lost to. Uh, there was another bad loss they had. Um, it's escaping me. Texans. Texans. Yeah. Those.
2: See, t- see, a Texan loss to me doesn't bother me about a really good team that winds up the one seed because. You just think it's a division opponent and you don't get up for the game. And we've seen that happen a million times. You know, like a loss like that doesn't bother me big picture wise. And the Jet one, you know, they just couldn't move the ball. They didn't have any other guys. So
1: Yeah, they beat a hot San Fran team, you know, on a short They
2: They bullied the elite teams of the NFL like four weeks in a row. Rams, they swept the Colts. They beat the the Bills. I mean. And bully balled (laughs) the Bills. Like they, they, they kicked them around a little bit.
1: They deserve to be the number one seed, and I think they're going to – I think they have something to prove. I think this is kind of like their stage to show, hey, we are meant to be the number one seed. And Cincinnati, they, they had a really, they've had a really, really good season, but I compare them to the 09 Cowboys. They won that first playoff game in however many years. I think it was – had to have been about 14, 15 years. And then the next week they got blown out by the Vikings, and I think the Titans are going to win this game by two or three touchdowns. I don't think it's and, even going to be
2: – And I think there's something else too – you know, they have, a, they have an elite, fantastic, top-of-his-class position player who never gets talked about, and that's A.J. Brown. And I could see him saying, everyone's coming in this game to talk about Jamar Chase. Watch what I'm about to do. True. And that Bengal defense is not going to concern me that much. So, yeah, this is my take on it, you know. I, I just don't think the Bengals are ready for this game on the road, you know. I mean, they're, they're doing, like, the old-fashioned, you'd call it the innocent climb, you know, when you're rebuilding – and it's like, okay, they won that home playoff game. But, like, a road game against an elite team, this probably isn't their year to do that. I think they'll come back and be a force, but
1: yeah. not their- this
2: year. It's a year too early for them to take them, like, to really ride them. I think yeah. you got to wait.
1: They're, they're obviously going to be the favorites to win the division.
2: Lamar Jackson coming back. That's going to be their division for a while.
1: they got the star quarterback, got the star receiver. I'll tell you what, so- a, what, a,
2: what a quarterback he is. I mean, some of those throws he was making down the seam were amazing.
1: Yep, and with all that being said, I mean, uh, Vegas really—you talked about it—that was kind of still the right side in the game. I know they didn't cover; they they missed the cover by a point, but like that was a really tough spot for the Raiders coming off of that emotional win against the Chargers. You know, and Cincinnati was pretty much coming off of a bye week because they rested their starters the last week of the season. I mean, look and through. They,
2: uh, I'm sorry, you can go. Oh, go ahead. You're good. What? There was a stat I saw where the Bengals basically just blew their doors off the first 18 minutes of the game, and the final 42 minutes of the game, the Raiders killed them. Yep. You know, like, they were getting more first downs, more yards, more third down conversions, came back in the game, you know. But like I said, it's home field. The Bengals just came out like bats out of hell, jumped out to that early 10 13 nothing lead and, like, hold on for dear life, you know. And I don't think that's the type of win that makes me think, okay, now they're ready to go on the road. You know, now the Titans are going to be the team that's going to come out like their hair on fire and I think beat them. I just don't think, it's, I don't think they're ready.
1: I think Henry is going to be active for this game, but I think what Tennessee is going to do is they're going to use him as a decoy early in the game. They're going to hit play action really early on in this game, and I think that Bengals' uh, secondary could really, really be had. Uh, we saw what Mahomes did to them a couple weeks ago. Um, so I think Tennessee is going to kind of set up the run by passing early in the game with a play action pass. And I think they're going to just grind him with Henry in the second half.
2: Yeah. And, hey, you remember what you said about Henry's foot injury that took him out and how tough he's got to be to play through it? I don't know if you remember that. But the game he went out, something happened with his foot that just destroyed him. And you said how tough he was to still play in that game. like
1: He had a fracture in his foot. Yeah. Up.
2: I mean, you're, you're talking about a fully loaded, fully healthy team that got the one seed without being healthy. Like, that is legit. So, yeah. I like I mean, the Titans, and don't sleep on the Titans to go all the way, but certainly I don't see them losing at home to the Bengals. I mean, that makes them have an unsuccessful season. I don't see that happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to look at the Bills and Chiefs matchup as the uh, AFC title game, and that's, you know, I think that's what a lot of, a lot of fans pictured as the AFC title game, but um, don't sleep on the Titans, you know, even if they win this game. I don't expect them to go to the Super Bowl. I think they're probably going to lose to either Casey or Buffalo, but, I mean, they're at, they they, they got to win this game.
2: Well, you know, and I would say that of the eight teams remaining, who's the worst team? I think the Bengals would be almost everyone's choice, right? Like they're No. On the side. Who's the
0: worst team? No. Who's the worst team? Uh, I would I- say Niners. Niners? You're right about them
2: Tennessee! The one seed of the conference. You know what I'm starting to think? I'm starting to think Camry doesn't want a lot of Tennessee here, Chet.
0: I'm starting. (laughs) I mean the running Derek Henry's only gonna get you so far. Tannehill's gonna be the what holds them back.
2: But they've won big games. They've won playoff games before. Like it's not like the moment's too big for Tannehill. Like I, I could see you saying, like, hey, if this becomes a a 38-34 shootout, maybe Tannehill can't keep up, but I don't see the game really playing out that way. I mean, they scored 20 points last week, didn't they? I mean, that wasn't an explosion. Like,
0: no. Yeah, yeah but that... I, don't, I don't see them settling for field goals every drive like they did last week either.
2: Uh, I mean, the Titan defense is a different class than the Raider defense, so we'll see. That Tennessee defense
1: has been sneaky good. I mean, they've definitely improved as the year gone on. I remember early in the year, everybody was getting on them for just giving up so many points. Like they they gave up thirty to Arizona week one, then they gave up thirty plus to Seattle the next week. But they've they've settled down in the second half of the season, so I think they've been sneaky sneaky. Going to show that uh,
0: with an extra week of rest. Um, yeah, you do. We'll see. I love, uh, you... I love being opposite you guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so far, none of us have agreed. We're None of us have agreed on a game yet, so we got two more shots. Well, we both have Tennessee, Alex. No, yeah, but I mean like... All three. Like three of us. All three, All three of us. Yeah.
1: I, well, we I think we might, that with, we might get that with the next game, and we're talking about the I to do, too. Can, can I Wednesday. leave with that one? You certainly can. Uh, it's pretty much at... Three – there are some two-and-a-halves out there too. Uh, Tampa obviously being the favorite. And then the total I'm seeing around like 40, 48-and-a-half. So, Alex, what
2: you got? You know, I've been saying all year the Rams are the team in the NFC. And I love the Rams this week. Love them, love them, love them. They're my best bet of the week. Um, now, look, I'm doing the thing I blamed Camby to do last week, which is BAB. You don't bet against Brady, but I'm betting against Brady. Um, the Rams showed, and I think the biggest thing they showed, and I hate to get too much on this hype train, but you saw the Cardinals completely take Cup out of that game, and it didn't matter because Odell is kind of looking like Odell again, and that's a, that's a nightmare for teams. Don't sleep, a nightmare. Don't sleep. sleep on who? Hello, yeah.
1: don't sleep on Cam Akers. He looked really,
2: really
0: no, good. Cam really good. Akers is the difference maker in this game.
2: Oh, I like it, and uh, I am,
0: I am with you one hundred percent on this one, Alex.
2: Yeah, I mean, so- I I love schematically. I love what Odell brings because again, like they put they gave him like Steve Smith Panthers in his prime, three and four looks to cup to get him out of the game, and it killed him. You know, Higby's playing really well. Van Jefferson does what he has to do. Um, but then the other side of the ball too. I wasn't impressed with what the Bucks look like last week, and they're so banged up. I mean, they're at their bottom right now, injury wise. Like, I don't know if Fournette can't go. I don't love their run game. Uh, you know, Evans can be taken away by an elite defense. And then, where's Brady gonna go? So, I, I think all of that. You have you know, you have the Rams who are basically designed from scratch to beat the Rams or to beat the Bucks. You know, I love the Rams when they played the Bucks in week seven, and I had that game easy. Easy I had that one. Um, you know, if Brady gets sacked two or three times in the first half, it's over. Like, the, the game is going to get ugly. So, you know, weather will play no factor going L.A. to Tampa Bay, take the Rams all day, love, 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 love the Rams, and then I'll fade the
0: shit out of them next week.
2: <laughs> <So I> mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: I'm with you 100 on this, Alex. Uh, Rams Rams plus three for me too. Uh, Cam Akers just brings a completely different type of burst than Sony Michelle does. Uh, you you saw Cam Akers running for seven eight yards of carry last. Um, Jensen Wurfs both trending downward looking like they might not play. I mean, that's an all-pro center, an all-pro tackle that you're losing. They Tampa lost their back. center, too.
1: They lost Ryan Jensen, too. He didn't practice. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah. J- J- Jensen and Worf, as I was saying. Um, yeah. I mean, you're, the, those are your guys that are supposed to be lined up right against Aaron Donald and Von Miller. Like, you, you have two of the best pass rushers in football now uh, lined up against backups when they were supposed to be lined up against all pros. Um, I think that's going to spell trouble I, Fournette is trending upward I think Fournette's going to play But I don't think that's going to make much of a difference With uh, yeah. uh, Battered offensive line <laughs> Exactly um, I, I think the Rams I mean Cooper Cup like I was just saying Cooper Cup Odell, uh, Higby like, They have plenty of weapons To be able to Put points on the board And their defense is just phenomenal um, and I I, it pains me. I love Brady. It pains me so much to bet against him, even though I stupidly did it last. Rams have oh, taking this game all day.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, you talk about all the cluster injuries, that offensive line, a running back. Ronald Jones didn't practice today. You said Fournette is going to be coming back, but we don't know how how healthy he really is. Uh, this game's going to be one in the trenches. I mean, we know what happens when you get pressure on Brady. Just look at all those. Super Bowls that he lost, you know, against the Giants twice. And then they all got pressure on him. And I think that's what uh, the Rams are going to do here. You could argue that Super Bowl with the Patriots and the Rams uh, about three three years back it easily could have been won by the Rams. They they hassled Brady the entire game. So Sean McVay has, is going to come into this game with a good game plan on defense and offense. And uh, I'm going with the Rams, too. Now, the thing is, it's at three right now, but... I think on Sunday you're going to see a lot of those casual bettors come in and say Tom Brady in the playoffs, you know, and you're going to get a lot of bucks bucks, uh, uh, money coming in on Saturday and you might get a three-and-a-half. So I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait to see if that three-and-a-half pops up and then take it, you know, because that's, that's a key number right there. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely on the Rams as well. So there's the, there's the triple threat right there. There's the cleanest. We knew it was going to happen at some point,
2: right? There's your there's NFC uh... – NFC title game, we're all oh no, we're not in sync. You think it's the Niners, right? So in your theory, the Rams would host the NFC title game. The Rams in an all NFC West matchup.
1: Against the Niners. So that would be the yeah. time or sorry, the 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 third time that the Niners will play the Rams and is and, that the, and
2: the and the Rams never beat the Niners.
0: No right? like, oh. Yeah. Um, uh, and the stat that I saw that was interesting, too, uh, Rodgers has never beaten the Niners in the playoffs. He's 0-3 against the Niners in the playoffs.
1: That is true with Kaepernick. I remember, all, yeah, Kaepernick <laughs> <laughs> beat him a few times. You right. know,
2: I mean, Rodgers sees some, Roger's yeah. seen some ghosts sometimes in these big games. He's not infallible. You know, we've seen him take some 15-1 teams you know, and put up 17 points against mediocre defenses in these games. So we'll see. Yeah. I, just, I like the Packers. I yes, still do it.
1: Yeah, there's some two-and-a-halves out there, too, with Tampa. Uh, so, uh, I mean, look, the, 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 the point of these sports books is they, they're going to make money regardless. The house always wins. So I think you're going to get a lot of action both ways in this game. But um, I, I, I like the side we're on. I think the Rams are just peaking at the right time. It's just on the decline. You know, they got a lot of turnovers against Philly last, last week. Philly is not in that upper echelon class. Uh, Jalen Hurts just cannot pass – his way to a victory. Uh, and Stafford can, you know, I like the way Stafford played last week. Um, get, get that first playoff win get the monkey off his back. And now he could just play loose. So I think, um, it's a really good spot for the Rams here.
2: Uh, I also like, uh, you know, the thing is like if you look at how can the bucks score right now with all their injuries and you think, well, at least they have Mike Evans, but you have a corner who's going to take him away. You know, like, Ramsey is going to give that guy headaches all day. I don't see Evan smoking him. I, I just – I don't like the Bucks to really drive the field at all in this game. Like, I really think this this game has some potential to get ugly.
0: See, I think the Bucks are going to have to go more two tight end sets with uh, – or even three with O.J. Howard, Connor Bray teaming up with Gronkowski in order to get some more weapons out there because Ramsey's going to shut down Mike Evans. Yeah. So. That's true.
2: That's where the, this, but, this is. This is this is where the Bucks are going to really miss Godwin.
0: Yeah, the, so they're going to have to they're going to have to find mismatches, and where they're going to find mismatches is at the tight end position. And if they if yeah,
1: it's all going to come down to the offensive line. I think you're going to see a lot of the you know short quick passing game to try to get the ball out of Brady's hands fast because he's not going to be able to sit back there for three four seconds and throw the ball. You know, a mismatch now. So. I think uh, you're going to get some opportunities for the Rams to be, you know, jumping those routes. Uh, you know, maybe get a pick six, get a few turnovers. So I, I think it's a really, really tough spot for the Bucks. I think they're going to be fighting an uphill battle the entire game. It's tough that to, like you said, it's tough to bet against Brady, especially in the playoffs. But I mean, there's too much going against them right now. You got to go the other side. So, all right. Um, well, let's let's go to the last game here. We got a, a rematch from earlier in the season: uh, Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, both teams coming off of blowout wins uh, you could argue that Buffalo's victory was a little bit more impressive just based on how Pittsburgh got into the playoffs, but nonetheless anytime you blow out a team in the playoffs, it's impressive. Um, Buffalo played the perfect game right I mean they scored on every drive in the game uh, they're not going you' they're not going to put on that performance again, but then Kansas City comes out and they put on a dominating performance, so it kind of cancels out in my eyes. Um I'm looking at this spread. What are you seeing, guys? Like two, two and a half, seen,
0: one. Yeah, I'm seeing two and a half. I'm seeing two and a half.
1: Yeah, there are a bunch of one and a halves out there too. I'm hearing that this game might close at pick, which is crazy, with Kansas City's home field advantage. So, if you like Buffalo, or if you like, you know, a teaser, and you like Buffalo, this might not be a bad idea to, you know, tease them right now. Um But I'm seeing a total of fifty-four and a half, fifty-five. So. Definitely a high-scoring game. Looks to be forecasted. Um, this is tough. Do you guys mind if I go first, or do one of you want to go? Yeah, first? go ahead. yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Buffalo Bills, right? I, I guess I got to get half of my Super Bowl prediction right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the I think DraftKings is two and a half, so I'll take the two and a half points with Buffalo. Um, I just think that their win last week was more impressive than Kansas City's. You know, going up against Pittsburgh. It really shouldn't have been in the playoffs in the first place. Uh, I just think that the overall better team. I think this is going to be a shootout for sure. Uh, Buffalo has that that advantage of beating them earlier in the season, so I think you know you know from a mental standpoint they could have a little bit of an advantage going into Kansas City in this spot in the playoffs. So it's tough because I like Buffalo in the teaser, but then the total is so high, so. um I'd probably just take the two and a half points and call it a day. So it might be an actual, actual bet, but I'm going, I'm going to go with Buffalo. Um, It's, it's a really, really tough, tough game to handicap. If this was a game on Sunday, I wouldn't be playing it, but because it's the the podcast and we have to do every game, uh, if you have a gun to my head, I'm going to take Buffalo plus two and a half Campbell.
0: Uh, I'm on the other side. I think the chiefs are going to take this game. Um, I think Mahomes, Andy Reid are going to put together a good game plan. Uh, and Chiefs, from week six to week 18, number one scoring defense in the league from what I read. So, like, people, when people think about the Chiefs, they don't really think about the defense. But I think the defense is going to be able to cause a couple turnovers. Um, I don't think there's going to be many stops this game. So, if the Chiefs can, if the Chiefs can get a couple stops, I think, their offense is just going to be able to outpace the Bills' offense. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs here, minus two and a half.
1: Okay. Alex, which side are you going to go with? This is going to be the tiebreaker right here.
2: Oh, well, you know what? I am a firm believer, and this is like the opposite of how I tend to approach these games in the regular season. But, you know, big players show up in these games in big spots. Special players may do things in these games. I, I, truly think that Patrick Mahomes is that guy like he's the next one of these great quarterbacks I think he's going to win this game and again you know not a lot is being paid to home field advantage this weekend I think it's going to matter you go into Arrowhead you know can the Bills just go and finesse their way to another huge scoring week and I mean I don't really put much into last week's performance against the Patriots they were dead like they at 14 nothing. I mean, it just looked like they stopped – not that they stopped trying because that's always a silly thing to say, but they were just out-schemed, out-prepared, got their ass kicked. It was a run-up the score. You know, the Bills were running up like crazy um, in a way that the Chiefs wouldn't do against the Steelers. But, you know, who's a better defense, the Patriots or the Steelers? The Steelers have a really good defense, and the Chiefs embarrass them just the same. So um, I'm going with the Chiefs here. I, I just think Patrick Mahomes – in these big games, you know, I remember it was three years ago when it was uh, – when the Pats – the Pats beat the Rams in the Super Bowl and in the AFC title game, you know, the Patriots were really good and it was a really young first-year Mahomes. And I remember telling canby because we were next to each other, I was like, I've never seen Bill Belichick not be able to get a guy off the field. They can't get this guy off the field. And I just think he's going to be too good for this game. I like him better than Josh Allen, anyway. But it's Patrick Mahomes season, baby. It's January. I've been calling the Chiefs all year. Packers Chiefs is kind of my pick, so I'm going with with the Chiefs here. Um, I just like him in the game. I like uh, I like the fact that last week they did kind of dominate, really without Tyree Kill going crazy. Without you know, I know Kelsey's throwing touchdown passes, but. I'm on the Chiefs. I like their defense, too. You know, the def- it's weird. All these teams get a lot of publicity for their offense, but all of them have good defenses, too. You know, Packers, Chiefs, Bills, all their defenses are pretty good. But uh, I like the Chiefs to turn over Allen more than I like the Bills to turn over Patrick.
1: Okay. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm a lone wolf in a couple of these games. So Two <laughs> of gonna, them. Yeah. It, yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, man, I guess – I don't know. I, I look at this Kansas City defense, and I'm, I'm not really that impressed with them. Um, I know you can't go by just DVOA with everything, but they're 24th in total DVOA compared to Buffalo's number one-ranked uh, DVOA defense. I think that might be where the game is decided. I think both offenses are obviously going to score points, but I think the Buffalo defense is going to make a few more plays. I think they're going to win this game. Anywhere from three to seven points. I don't know. I just get the sense that this is going to be a special year for Josh Allen. Um, I think the Chiefs have had a really good year. I think the Chiefs have had – and you could put Buffalo in this category too. Both teams have had some alarming losses. right? I mean, you look at Kansas City, the way they started out the year. um, They were – weren't they three and four at one point, right? Yeah.
2: No, they were bad. I mean, they were a bad team in mid-October, and, you know, that's kind of when we started doing this, and that's when I just kind of said, hey, when are the Chiefs going to become the Chiefs? Because, you know, look, and I I know I've I've beleaguered this point every week about them. When you're a team that's in the Super Bowl multiple years in a row, you just come out flat sometimes, you know? Like, these aren't big games to them anymore. You know, they're a big-game team. You saw it last week. They started to look like themselves. Um, But, yeah, and and Chris Jones missed the first two months of the year, and they couldn't get their – Couldn't get their O-line straight because, you know, Andy Reid flipped his entire O-line in the offseason. So it's not surprising it took them time. But since then, you know, they've been pretty good. And, um, you know, I just think maybe I'm just putting too much faith in the coordinator of the Chiefs, Spagnola. But his defenses always get better as the year goes on. And it just feels like these games, you always see the Honey Badger do something. You're going to see Chris Jones show up a lot of big game players on this team. I mean, they're not in the Super Bowl years in a row on a mistake. They should have been there three because they should have beat the Patriots three years ago. So I definitely like them in this game, but I mean, the bills are ready, you know, it's not like the bills are too young or too much for the moment. I I think, you know, the three best teams in the AFC are, you know, three of the four here, but I just like the chiefs and I I like home field, you know, no one's really mentioned home field besides me, but uh, I think it it really mattered last week, and I think it's really going to matter this week, and it could be the difference in a close game with the Chiefs-Bills.
1: Yeah, I give Kansas City two points for home field advantage, so the fact that this is at one and a half, two, they're pretty much telling you that these teams are pretty much equal or the Buffalo is a little bit of a better team, which is crazy at this point in the season. The one thing that makes me cautious about Kansas City, I don't like the way that they – that they got into the playoffs. You know, they had the number one seed. And they they lose to Cincinnati, and then they barely get by Denver. And then I like the way that Buffalo was kind of left for dead in the beginning or the middle of the year with the uh, division. I mean, New England was 9-4. and They were the number one seed at one point. And Buffalo, they fought back. They got that second win against New England, and they won the division. I just feel like they're peaking a little bit more than Kansas City is. And, I mean, this is going to be a tight game. Right? This is going to come down probably to turnovers. One or two plays in this game is going to decide it. So, I don't know about you guys, but if this was a game on Sunday, I wouldn't be playing it. You know, it's just too close to call. Um, no,
2: not, not with the game we all like much better before, right? Like, we're, we're, we're more on the vans than anything else. But.
1: Right, yeah.
2: Yeah. So, so, if you, so, here's a good question, Chet, while we're spitballing here. If you could only bet two games this week, what are your top two?
1: Uh, Tennessee, assuming I can get three, Tennessee, and the Rams if I can get three and a half.
2: Okay. Tennessee minus
1: yeah. Rams plus three and a half.
2: I love that. You call Niners your best bet. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, I set that one up on a T. <laughs> <laughs> True.
1: Well,
2: that's because of the that's
1: because of the number, the number that we're playing for the podcast, right? If it's three and a half Tennessee, I'm not making them my best bet. And if it's you know if it's only three for the Rams, and I'm not making it's uh, it's all about the
0: number, you know.
2: Yeah. Mine would I mean,
0: be I'm with I'm, I'm I'm with you on the same two games too, but I, I'm obviously on on the Bengals. Bengals, I think.
1: You get a hook, Bengals,
0: right? Yeah. I mean, Bengals. I made them my best bet. I think they're. I think I. To me, they're they're the closest thing to a sure a, a sure thing this week.
2: A sure thing. Wow. A sure thing.
1: Wow. The Cincinnati
2: Bengals.
1: Let's go. A sure thing. Look at that.
2: Sure thing. Those, Young team on the road, Camby could get ugly.
1: Those are those are pretty strong words right there. But uh, we'll so we have our best bets out of the way. Let's uh, let's get the teasers in there. I, I'm I kind of hinted at it before. I'm just gonna tease Buffalo up to eight and a half, and then I'm gonna tease the Rams up to plus nine. So it's kind of like a long teaser. I do not want to tease through zero with Tennessee, and then uh, there's really no value with getting San Fran to you know. 12. I don't know. I feel like San Fran's either going to cover that or they're going to get blown out. So, Buffalo, uh, Buffalo plus eight and a half and Rams plus nine.
0: Right, I'm going to go with my short thing. Go with the Bengals up to nine and a half. And then I'm going to take the Packers down to a straight pick them.
1: Okay. So, Cincinnati plus nine and a half and then Green Bay pick. All right. Alex, teaser...
2: Rams-Titans will be my teaser. Um, self-explanatory reasons. Hey, you know one thing we should do? Can I bring an idea to the table? Sure. So last week, we all kind of gave our Super Bowl picks. But now, I think things have changed because, you know, different teams are in, the way teams looked, all that. I think we should see, do it know. again. Let's go through the I, tournament again and see where we're at this week compared to last. I bet it will be
0: different. I, I mean, not, for, for me, nothing changed. I, I hate. All all six games straight up correctly. I still think Cincinnati is going to beat Tennessee. Not on the pod.
2: You didn't. You picked the Eagles.
0: Oh, I picked the Eagles with the spread, but I oh, said okay. the Tampa was going to win. Oh, okay. Um, I still think Cincinnati is going to beat Tennessee this week. I think I think the Chiefs are going to beat the Bills, and then to me, the Chiefs just are, are going to win that game at home against Cincinnati to go to the Super Bowl and represent the AFC on the mm-hmm. NFC side. Packers obviously, I think, are going to beat San Francisco pretty good, and the Ram—I mean, the Rams—I think—are just too healthy where the Bucks aren't. Where the Rams are going to take that one, and I think the Rams still are going to beat the Packers in Lambeau uh, for a Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl, and I think the Chiefs are going to take it.
2: I'm still on. I'm still on Packers, Chiefs, and Packers winning. But after last week, I'm starting to really believe in the Rams again. And, you know, the Rams, when I saw them in person in early October, I said, don't pick against this team. It's too good. And I'm starting to feel that way about them again. And I just really – I really think it's going to be a nightmare for these teams to figure out, you know, if you man up Odell and he's playing like he did last week, they you can't scheme it. Like you just can't because you can't leave cup one-on-one. Higby will kill you. Van Jefferson's out there. I think, you know, I, I'm really starting to believe in the Rams too, Camby. I, I think I still like the Packers, and I like to see them be, you know, beat up on the Niners. Like, they're good enough to beat them by 10. Go beat them. But, uh, you know, it was eye opening for me to just see that, you know, Odell turned from like a concept in a fairy tale into a playoff contributor that's bailing them out of. Cup disappearing in the game, so yeah, I'm feeling starting to feel the Rams a little bit, but I'm gonna stick to what I thought. Now, cheddy yours has to change for obvious reasons. So, wh- where are you, ched
1: Well, I definitely saw the Bills going to the Super Bowl, so it's really just the yes. NFC of- for me, regardless of who wins the San Fran Green Bay game. The Rams are gonna go to the Super Bowl, so I have a Rams Bills Super Bowl. Um, I think it would be pretty oh, the, the network would hate that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty pretty nasty. But <laughs> yeah. something that tells me it's San Fran Green Bay. I think that's the toughest game of the weekend. I really do. Cause you look at the stats and the analytics and San Fran is better in most categories, but then Green Bay is getting that rest. I'm just gonna say San Fran's gonna win that game. So I think it's gonna be San Fran at the Rams in the NFC title game. I think the Rams finally beat San Francisco and I think that's gonna give them a lot of confidence going into the Super Bowl, because to them, like San Fran was their Super Bowl. So I kind of compare it to the 1992 Cowboys where Dallas went into San Francisco, beat Steve Young and Jerry Rice in the 49ers, and then they yeah. got to the Super Bowl, played the Bills, and they were like, who are the Buffalo Bills? And they blew them out 52 to 17. I think is going to happen with the Rams here. I think Buffalo's had an awesome year, but I just think the Rams have a little bit more – offensive firepower and they're healthier on defense. So I'll just go Rams Bills Super Bowl and and the Rams get get the job done. Matthew Stafford gets his first Super Bowl ring.
2: Yeah, well, you know NFC's been the better conference all year. Like I think Vegas had Super Bowl they had NFC laying for most of the most of the year. I haven't looked at it since the playoffs started, so I'm not sure what it would be now. Yeah. But um yeah, so you know you the favorites there at the NFC. I think uh yeah, I'm with you. And, you know, the other thing that someone brought up was that, you know, without the two teams on by anymore, these really good teams can generate their own momentum in ways where, like, maybe they would have had the week off. Right. So, like, I feel like the Rams might have done that. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. Were the Rams, the, no, the Bucks were the two. So it no, wouldn't the have mattered. Yeah. But right. still, like, these teams that normally wouldn't have played at all can you can almost eliminate the idea of, like, a hot team against a team that maybe took their foot off the gas. You know, and I just yeah. – uh, I'm liking the Rams too. And I'm liking – like, oh, so Chiefs are a great example. The Chiefs would have had the bye this week, right? Because they would have, they would have right. been the two-seed. And instead, you know, they're out there. They're dominating. Tyree Kills dance with pom-poms and lighting up the Steeler defense like the 4th of July. Like, I think it's a spot where it helps them, you know, especially in the game coming the Sunday. Yeah. So I just like looking at the differences in the rule changes that aren't really being looked at, you know. Like, it's kind of crazy now there's only one bye week. Like, that was a huge change, and I barely noticed it, you know, until, until yeah. it was in effect. I mean, that's a
0: massive and change they made. And that's why Tennessee is going to come out slow, and the Bengals are going to put it on them. <laughs> then no, no chance, bro. No it's
1: chance. Crazy. It's crazy to think, but Cam Akers is the wild card for me. In the playoff. I mean, you know, Stafford,
2: I actually meant to say... Yeah,
1: go. Yeah, you know Stafford has had his injury problems, and he, but he hasn't had a consistent running game. There's been too much pressure on him to win the game, but now that he has somebody to rely on, you know, there's a big difference between second and eight and second and two. And Cam make yeah. he's averaging seven, eight yards a carry. I, I don't know if he can keep that up every week, but, you know, take the pressure off of Stafford a little bit to where he doesn't have to do a lot, and their defense is more than capable to... You know, to to help them win games. So, yeah. I think it's a great great spot. One thing to be concerned of is the referee in the Rams Bucks game is Sean. Oh, okay.
2: Oh, it's
1: Hocky Lee. So be you careful. Huge
2: wild card.
1: Yep. So a lot of flags are going to be going on in that game for sure. I don't know if that that points one way or another. Uh, but it hurt the home team last time, so maybe it'll help us with the Rams. Yeah. So I man.
2: agree with you on Cam Akers' big picture. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I agree with it for Sunday just because the Bucks stopped the run so well. Like, so well. Like, no not, one runs on the Bucs.
1: Not like in years past, though. I mean, That's they were true. top yeah. five. Now they're like top – they're they're top – I think they're 12 DBOA in run defense. So they're still good. They are definitely you know, the top end of the league. But they're not top five like they were last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: No. We'll see. It's it. loving the Rams. Loving the Rams in that game. So, we he all is. bet against Brady. So, famous last words. Excited famous last Packers. words. Yeah. Excited for Bucks Packers next week.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm considering just kind of teasing the Rams up. If I can get them to ten and a half, just to kind of, you know, uh, ease the Brady factor a little bit. Because it is Tom Brady in the playoffs. So, maybe just getting points <laughs> will help. But, um, yeah, anytime you're going against Brady, it's got to be a little nerve-wracking. So,
2: yeah. Anything else big picture-wise? We got a uh... – the Giants are trying to interview Dan Quinn, so look for me at the nearest bridge. <laughs> God damn, are you kidding me here? Look what creator, bad head coach. Yeah, I mean, he got to a Super Bowl with Matt Ryan. You got to give him that, you know? Matt Lyons wasn't a bad player. Matt Ryan was in the top five MVP voting, you know, for a decade, wasn't he? he? He's not bad.
1: You saw how that defense fell apart after Quinn left, though. I mean, they, they've been
2: struggling ever since. That's true. And he you know, did a good job with the Cowboys. I'll tell you this. It's just, for me, with the Giants, it's almost on a T, right? Take the Bills assistant GM, take the Bills OC, and just go try to copy what they're doing. Easy. The Bills have done a great job of building up a good defense. That's what I would do. I mean, i if mean you I, take Dan Quinn, I mean, what are we doing?
0: Yeah, I think you need to get someone that can develop a quarterback.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, you can't take a defensive coach. No. Like, even more than it being Dan Quinn, because you're right. He's very good, and – you know, when they had Freeman and Coleman, they had a very nicely balanced team. But you got to take an offensive guy. Like we're we're running QB draws from the nine yard line,
1: from third and nine. Can you please take Kellen Moore, please?
2: Nah, nah, I don't think we're gonna take, take. it. It'll be the Bills guy. Like I think it'll either be like the finalists are the Niners AGM, the Bills AGM, and the Chiefs AGM. I think we'll go Bills, and I think we'll try to take their OC. Or you know, I would hate if if it's the Chiefs and we try to take the enemy, but I could see that happening too. But I think we'll go offensive in the end. Yeah, uh, I was just alarmed by that because they said the GM will have carte blanche to hire whoever he wants. How are we to in interviews before the GM signed?
0: That's not carte blanche, is it? I don't think so. Not sure, <laughs> seems weird. Do, do uh, we th- do we think do we think do we think that uh, Dak Prescott's going to take Chetty's tweet to heart and retire? No,
2: I don't think. you know there's a lot of vibes going around that Dak was hurt. Like, yeah. is there truth to that? Like, was Dak injured and just sort of muscle no. through it? No, he's fine. No? He's oh. fine.
1: <laughs> the bone healed. I mean, he has shoulder injury in training camp. Look at every at this time in the in the NFL season, everybody is hurt. Right? There's a difference yeah. between being hurt and injured. If he was able to play, then you're able to play, right? Yeah. Okay. You know, how about he, he, how about a uh... non-throwing arm? You know he had he had the uh, calf injury earlier in the year. That's a muscle strain. You know that heals eventually. But he has no excuses. He's just a giant pussy.
0: How about a bet on? <laughs> How about bet online having Jim Harbaugh as a two to one favorite for the Raiders job now? What? Yeah. Wow. I mean,
2: you know the Raiders, man. I mean, if they showed you anything, they're willing to pay a head coach. So, you know the money will be there, and you get to live in Vegas. Uh, You know, Vegas is an attractive opportunity. You know, baseball is having the same thing. I'm hearing that, uh, like, the big assistant managers aren't taking interviews because they're waiting for the athletics to go to Vegas so they can go live in Vegas. So Uh it is an attractive gig if you're of the right mindset. So, I mean, he'd be great for them too, right? Like, the Raiders aren't that far away. Like, I didn't think Derek Carr embarrassed himself this past week. And honestly, if they had lugs, I almost think they would have won the game. Like, they just had no take the top off of guy. So – I mean, the Raiders are in a good spot if they keep drafting well, so.
1: Talk about an overachieving team. Uh, they, they did so much with the circumstances. Hey,
2: a low-key, a low like, great football story, right? Just to get to where they were. Like, they were just, you know, they had so much against them, and they just – Turned it I mean, on I, in December. I mean, this is a cool. that's is a cool. That's play. why
0: I, I I'd love to see them take the interim tag off and just make him the head coach too.
2: I agree. Oh, I completely agree with that. Completely agree. I mean, you never thought at any point that the Raiders were outcoached. Not last week. Not in any of these games. Right. So no, I completely and, agree with that. Did you see that? And, and
0: bet online had him as second at five to two odds. So he's not completely out of the picture. Okay. Well,
2: you know what? You know? what? So then maybe. If Harbaugh just takes more money from Michigan, which he could do, maybe, that'll probably be their plan B. It's a pretty good one.
1: Speaking of, speaking of pictures, did you see that planted picture of Rich Pisaccio sitting in his hotel room writing play writing letters to each player saying thank you? Come on. He knew that that picture was getting taken. Do not Listen. <laughs> promote – I let him go. <laughs> Special
2: teams, coach. Get him Listen, out of Chet. here. Listen, Chet. When you got a big paycheck and God, a big job good. on the line, you do weird shit, okay? We've all been there. I used to work with college coaches. They do weird shit when a paycheck's on the line.
1: Yep. Yeah. Maybe uh, um, they should hire Jay Butler as their strength and conditioning coach.
2: I <laughs> mean. Oh, JV. He's back <laughs> at Rutgers. Is he really? Yeah.
1: the guy scared the shit out of me. Only guy I was ever really scared of.
2: He's an in intimidating guy, huh?
1: Very intimidating. Is Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy back too? Jeremy Hill? Was it Jeremy? Jeremy Cole. J.
2: Cole. Cole is he back? No, he's at Minnesota. He's Minnesota's head guy now. Really? Uh, Fleck. Yeah, Fleck was the receiver coach at Rutgers, and then Fleck, uh, when Ash came into Rutgers, obviously, all these coaches now bring their own strength guy. Yeah. So when Fleck t- got to Minnesota, as Ash came to Rutgers, there was an opening, so Fleck took Cole to Minnesota.
1: You need to ask I about Jeremy Cole. He knows him? Did do I ever tell you the story? Jeremy Cole used to work out – Remember when I had DeWi Oh, I know this
2: story. I no, I, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, Jeremy, I remember. that was a young Jeremy. I remember all those, yeah. That we was, don't got to go into it on a public forum.
1: No, it's fine, yeah. It, it was like <laughs> Jeremy just pulled up to DeWi's car. Like it was, They were like on the main road or something, and Jeremy wasn't even looking at where he was driving. He, he <laughs> stopped at a light. DeWi looks over at him, and he, he realizes it's Jeremy, and Jeremy looks at him, and he he just puts up his. Jeremy puts up his number with his uh, index finger. Just puts up like the one sign. Like, yeah. <laughs> do why that he wants like a clothing line or something that was like one.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then he just drove away. Like, do I? I was just, like, complete shock.
2: Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> Jeremy Cole's like, a crazy guy. Uh all right. I love I love Jeremy Cole when I worked at Rutgers with him.
2: Oh, that so, like, funny. Thought he was a great. Oh, great, yeah. I used to, I used to chat with him often. I mean, I used to have most yeah. of my hotel dinners. It was me, Ricky, and Jeremy Cole. So it was fun times. He, no, he was so intense. I
1: remember we were in the in the weight room once with all, all the players, and it was a really bad day. The players weren't really hitting all their numbers. And Jeremy Cole was like, he's like F this! I'm done with this. He he wasn't even warmed up. He just went on the bench, loaded four plates on, and just started ripping it out like it was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: yeah. that's how you do it.
1: And then he just walked out. Yeah,
0: no, he... uh. Dude. Did he he's follow the Fleck, the, he's, one of those what's that? Did he follow Fleck to Western or did No. Nah. No.
2: Fleck said, uh, no. Fleck's at. no at Minnesota.
0: Oh I know Flex Fleck was at Western before Minnesota.
2: No, no, but what happened was the Western Michigan trainer, I guess Fleck didn't take him with him, so it left an opening uh, and it timed out right as Ash was bringing an Ohio State guy over with him okay. to the Lucker's job. So you know how football goes. Yeah. So it was, it was one of those, but at least it worked out in Jeremy's favor.
0: Lisa, yeah, definitely.
1: We could do some closing remarks. I'll just kind of say something briefly. We kind of talked about before just, like, the best of the number and all that stuff, if you like a side. I think this is, like, a really good example of that because, like, for example, the Buffalo-Kansas City game, um, you guys like Kansas City. Uh, that's a situation where I'm here and it's going to get down to pick them by kickoff. So if you like Kansas City, I would just wait. You know, you get the better number. You kind of pick 'em. I mean, the worst feeling in the world is you you lay two and a half, and then you look on on Sunday night, and it's a pick 'em, and you're like, God dang it, I just lost two and a half points of value. So the moral of the story is, if you like a side and you know you can get a better number later on, just wait. That's what that's what I'm going to do with uh, Tennessee and Cincinnati. It's opposite for for Campbell, obviously, because he likes Cincinnati. So now's the time to get Cincinnati
0: because I think it's right. Like- the three, uh, and I think the same thing with Packers because, like, if if God forbid you have the uh Trey Lance coming in for Jimmy G news, right. you're gonna see that line skyrocket. So, you get it, get it in now while it's under a touchdown, still
1: exactly. And with the Rams, you know, I, I don't really have a good feel for that. I don't know if it's gonna get to three and a half. Um, that, that's a hard line to read, but. See, I, think,
0: I, I, I think I don't. I think it's going to go the opposite way. I think, I think as you get near Sunday and you start to hear more definitive answers of these of these old linemen being out, uh, I think you're going to start to see the line close more in the Rams' favor.
1: Yeah, it's possible. And one thing I don't like doing is buying points, you know, because then you're laying so much juice, and you know, going from three to three and a half, you're going to be paying a premium for that. So it might just be grabbing the three now is the best move and then hoping it doesn't get to three and a half, you know, but I mean, good good betters out there, they'll, they'll take it at three. Right. And then they'll bet it again at three and a half. You just, (laughs) You just get two numbers. So you're not prohibited from, from betting it again at three and a half if you can. And then if it goes down to two and a half, you just stay away and you take three, you know? Right. So we'll see what happens. I I think, this is usually the week, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, this is usually the week where you can see a few blowouts, right? Usually wild card weekend, usually the games are closer, and obviously we saw a lot of blowouts last week. I don't know if the extra week in the regular season had an effect on that, but usually the blowouts happen in the, in the divisional round. And then you Normally,
2: have- yeah. I mean, I think this is just a different year. I think it's been a year where each conference has just had like a, f- a handful of teams that we've just been waiting to play each other. So I, I don't anticipate that much this week. But, yeah, I mean, in past years, because you get two teams off a of bye and maybe the two seed shouldn't have had a bye to begin with and they come in unprepared and a smoking hot four seed kills them. So, um, you know, I, I just think things are so different now. I wouldn't look at tendencies because this new one through seven just changes the dynamic so much in a way that, you know, you almost got to throw other years out, you know.
0: Yeah. I'll get ready for the smoking hot four seed of the Cincinnati Bengals. Something. No
2: chance. No chance. I can right. smell fear. You're scared. Campbell. I can feel it. Okay. W- He's scared, right? You could tell, right? Like yep. There's yep. fear in his voice.
1: He's trying to convince himself. It's okay. He
2: is. He is. No good. It'll be fine. Titans Chiefs next week will be fun. Titans Chiefs will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get – we We might get
1: both rematches in the NFC, in the, uh, NFC and AFC title
2: games, right? There's – well, go. I mean, I'll tell you, the Packers' butts, I mean, the Packers should have killed them last year. Yeah. With uh, I mean, Brady threw three second-half picks at Lambeau in that NFC title game, and somehow they still won. That's why I, I lost a lot of money betting the Chiefs in the Super Bowl last year, because I thought Brady was super washed, the only I was wrong.
1: The only way we wouldn't get a rematch in the AFC title game would be Cincinnati and Buffalo. Every other situation would be a rematch. Tennessee's played Kansas City and Buffalo. Yep. Um, uh... And then San yeah. Fran played uh, the Rams, obviously. Green Bay's played uh, San Fran. So that's a rematch. Um, so you could have LA and San Fran played each other again. You could have two rematches in the, in the title games. I don't know when the last time that's happened. But if you, I just, this just came to me. If you're like an over under type of person, you're looking at futures with uh, win totals next year. Take the under with the Cowboys. It's probably gonna be somewhere <laughs> nine and a half or ten. Take the under because the last time they made the playoffs in back-to-back years. Anybody have a
2: guess? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be one of the Romo years, right? One of the Romo TO years? 09, oh nine, oh ten, maybe?
1: Six oh seven.
2: Oh six oh seven. Okay, so I was light it's wrong pew. Yeah. So hey, what happened in '7?
1: Uh, I don't want to talk about it. All right. It's great show, guys.
2: <laughs> Eli.
1: Talk to you guys for the championship games next week. <laughs> I feel like it's one of the best weekends in, in football, so it's going to
2: be, be really oh, – Oh, I have one final big picture thing to say. Sure. I always consider this the end of the – this is the end of the NFL season as, like, us diehards know it because this is the last time it's on multiple days. Like, the the conference title games are such a weird thing. Like, it's at 3 and 6.30. And then the Super Bowl, to me, isn't even for us anymore. So, like, this is the final time, you know, multiple games, multiple days to look forward to the NFL degenerates. Like, after this week, it becomes a whole different deal. So, cherish it while it's here because, you know, after this week, I kind of consider it dead. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, and And then we got a long seven, eight months until next season. Ugh. I know. We made that far. If we make it
2: that far, yeah. Yeah, too Wait. many, too many. A bad yeah. I'll tell you what. If the Cowboys come out, don't draft an old lineman in the in the draft. I think Chetty's gonna be upset.
0: Uh, Chetty, I mean, if they, if there's a draft to look forward to drafting alignments this year's draft, it's yeah. gonna be a very it's gonna be a very trenches heavy first round.
1: Yeah, they, they need a need a tackle. Need a. But it's well
0: for a team that wears
2: blue, doesn't it? Picks five and
0: seven.
2: <laughs> Can't wait for them to take the safety out of Notre Dame and I want to kill myself.
0: I think we're right there right before. I think we're four and ten.
2: Yep.
1: So.
0: Okay. All
1: right. It's going to be a New York heavy top end of the draft. So see what happens. All right, guys. you have anything else to add? If not, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Go Bengals. <laughs> All right. We'll see you as the Bragg fights for next week. Go, Buffalo! Nah, not
2: feeling, not feeling the Bills. <laughs> All
1: right, we'll see you guys next week. Later. See ya.